Hey, what up though? It's your boy Rexy. You know what it is. You know how it is. It's the Lazy Night Job Podcast, baby. And the only one there is. Thanks for tuning in to another episode this weekend. Yay, yay. I know that uh, we've been on here just for a minute, but uh, thanks for bearing with me and coming back. Shit. Um, I had such a tumultuous December. Already had a hell of a year, but. December just took another turn and I'm um, so thankful for you guys uh, showing me love and still rocking with me um shit you don't owe me nothing and I really do appreciate it so let's get into it yeah so yeah I'm recording this on the 24th of December Christmas Eve 2020 and all I can say is whoo bruh it's crazy, man. Just looking at 20, 2020 in retrospect is insane. Cause starting out the year, man, we're like, yo, 2020. It just sounded perfect. You know, we didn't expect anything. I came through this year. And I didn't expect anything. Even in the past one week, it's been crazy. Like every day of 2020 is is insane. So I'm just sitting here, I'm like, damn, like I don't even have a title for this episode, you know. I just want to, or even a direction, I just want to like reminisce about 2020, basically, and look at how it has affected us as people, as a nation, as humans because two years ago you were wearing a face mask or a couple of people were wearing face masks on what am i saying two years ago even a year ago you look at them and be like what's wrong with these people now it's the norm so that's to say you you can't predict anything that's gonna happen in a large scale you can try to predict simple things like, oh, okay, I'll wake up and have my bath. And even that is not guaranteed, you know? So, yeah, I like to listen to myself talk. So this year I started a podcast. I actually started another podca- podcast before this one with my friend, um, two Lagos boys. And, you know, I just felt it would be better for me to branch out and decide to do something that I can just wake up 3 a.m. What's the time now? 3.23 a.m. on Christmas Eve and, you know, say, you know, I want to record this shit without having to, like, set things up or link up or, you know, inconvenience myself or another person. And shit, whatever I record, and it's what I record, you know. So it's just been, it's just been a mad time, you know. Because I thought I knew, I thought I knew myself, or I thought I knew the world, or I thought I knew how things worked. Oh boy. Was I wrong? Was I wrong? Like, was I wrong? Were we wrong? Because 
if you look at the way things changed, I don't think anyone could have predicted it. Maybe the um, powers that be, but like, there's nobody walking on the street and just like, oh no, the whole world is gonna shut down. The whole economy is gonna shut down. Nah, man, nobody's gonna be able to travel. Nobody's gonna be able to go go out without a mask. Nobody's gonna be like, it's just so much. And especially when it started earlier this year, um, it started with media hysteria. And pardon me to use the word hysteria because I believe what they did, like Elon Musk said, is blew it out of proportion to a point where they couldn't return. There was no, there was, there's a point of no return in everything that we do in life. Let me just make a quick segue. Everything that we do in life is a fucking point of no return, fam. Like, even to the point of life itself. There's a point that you go to in life and you won't be able to turn back or go back or even see your family again or just be a normal human being again. There, there's always going to be a point of no return. In the early 80s, I'm not talking about the 90s, man. I'm talking about 1800s. The point of no return for a lot of black people, especially on the continent of Africa, West Coast to be precise, was the borders. You know, where the Portuguese, the British, And the rest of them came to take our people and turn them into animals. Turn them into slaves. That was the point of no return for our people. Now, we're at the point of no return for the world because we are past what we knew as normal. Our kids are not going to grow up or the kids um... I'm not going to be able to grow up, um, quote unquote, normal anymore. Why? Because what seemed normal to you or and I or us is now where to them. We don't know how the mask thing is going to go. We don't know. But everybody's going to try to like be careful now because we've seen that there's something out there that can shut down the world. So everybody's going to try to sanitize. So our kids are going to wake up in the morning or go to school or sanitize their hands, have to wear their face masks, maintain social distancing. What? <laughs> That's the exact opposite of what we did. We played till our uniforms get, got dirty, hugged our friends while we're sweaty. So those, so yeah, it's just a shift in perspective. Bro. I was going to do a story time to be funny and all that shit, but um, I just felt I needed to get this on my, off my chest first. Um, so let me make a quick let me let me say a quick story because I'm going to have an episode titled um, "Adventures of Moraxi." You know, it's going to be titled "Adventures of Moraxi" because I've basically spent majority of my life as a student 
I have to be able to dissect um, whatever I've learned, whatever it is that I've learned from school or from life in school. Because looking at it, I'm not talking about one school, two schools. I'm talking about from primary school or nursery school. Because the crazy thing about me is I went to four different secondary schools. That's four schools in six years. So for a lot of people, that might be weird and that might be a lot. But she, for me, it was normal. So I have way too much experience like with people, understanding people, meeting people, seeing different types of people. And it has led me to a conclusion that the world isn't, isn't what you think it is. A lot of us live in a bubble. We do not understand that It's just like, it's just so many perspectives. Like, I can't judge you. That's something I've never done. I hate gossip. I hate talking about people. I hate talking about people behind their back. I hate, like, if I can't say something to your face, like, I'm not going to say it behind you. And if I say it behind you, and I don't say it to your face, then... (laughs) then it isn't something bad. It's most likely a compliment. Because I've seen how people work. I've seen how people work. I don't know how people work 100% because nobody knows anything. You might think you know, but you only know... Okay, let's put it this way. I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson... And he was talking about the universe as he usually does. And he's like, okay, you think you know this? You think you know, okay, I know that water boils at 100 degrees Celsius. Uh-uh, that's what he told me, man. <laughs> and he was laughing. I said, okay, this is the only thing you need to do, Maji. Change the environment change <laughs> change the environment of that experiment okay you are in a normal atmosphere on normal ground level normal pr- uh, air pressure everything is normal that's why you the water that you're using is not hard water it's not it's pure water you understand it's pure water from either um a stream source or a pure source it's not any fucked up water or something. So it's not salt water. It's not sea water. So just put that on fire. You light it up. It will go to 100 degrees Celsius. But now let's just switch things up. Let's say you're on a mountain. You're on Everest. They can boil water there to me. Okay, what kind of water will you find first? What kind of atmosphere would you be in 
what kind of condition would you have to get to to make sure that you have a fire before that water boils that water might not boil at 100 degrees celsius why simply because now you've changed the environment in which the experiment is taking place so when you think you know something bruh it's just based off of the environment the world at that point in time people thought they knew shit they've come to recant remember when the christian uh, okay don't let me call them christian <laughs> it's, not, it's not an attack just the fact remember when the church persecuted galileo for saying bruh this is not the only planet like i can see something else there is something else out there it's like, what the fuck? you're crazy man this is and we've been like that from the jump we just live in our own heads so much so that we just think is only us here. Oh, it's only us, the superior species. How are we the superior species when we have not even what? Well, there's still ninety percent of the ocean that we are yet to discover. We know more about Mars. And we know about the waters on this earth and the earth is made up of how many percent of water <laughs> so you understand when we say you think you know shit but ah, i don't think you do i don't think we do we're talking about aliens there are aliens here if you've not discovered 90 percent it's just like you've not discovered 90 percent of if you don't discover 90% of the water on your earth, I'm not talking about the water, I'm talking about what is in the water. Then that means there could even be another species of human beings living on another side of this same planet that we're on. But then they've just grown. So when they say they're mermaids and yeah, there could be an aquaman out there for real. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with this. I said it from the jump that I don't know what the title is. I don't know what the direction is. Don't even understand what the concept is, my bro. But I'm just going to I'm just gonna say my mind, man. Because I'm pain, bro. You know the kind of pain that comes with... With... Ah, no more. Now me fuck up. I don't learn. Yeah. So, I'm... Because, like, this year has just been unlocking my savage mood. I've just, yeah, it's not. I've just been new, uh, new, new mode unlock, new mode unlock, new mode unlock. I'm savage. For real, for real. Because when I look at how far I've come mentally, then I'll be like, okay. Still got a long way to go, but I'm not where I was. And I'm sure you feel the same too. Because I don't think we understood the power of mental health. The power of understanding that 
Your mental health is as important as your physical health. For a lot of people, maybe we don't still fully understand or grasp it, but the fact that it's a conversation is very good. When we look at the human race, even if you just say, okay, how long do, have we been here? How long have we been on the earth? How long have we, like, it is so tiny in comparison to where we are living in, according to all scientific evidence. Like, the world has been around for billions of years, man. We're talking about 2020. Understand, so we have we don't know, we just like act, try to act like we know. That's why anybody that comes and discovers something or discovered when last did we find a Nikola Tesla? When last did we see a Thomas Edison? When last did we get an Albert Einstein? Because now the world has been so commercialized and. And singularized that, I'd singularized in a way, um, in the sense that most people don't like. It's like, oh, I have a career, or oh, I have a, I have, I have something. Like, it's hard to find people that are multifaceted. It's hard to find people that say, okay, you know what? I'm going to invent this, then I'm going to create a business in this. Oh, you know what? I'm going to invent a light bulb. Then, you know what? I'm going to create a business around electricity. I'm, you know what? I'm going to start selling power. I'm going to start generating power. You know what? I want to, I want to find a way. I want to find a way to make the world, you know, my bitch, basically. But I've created these problems and... I've created a solution to accompany the problem, then I'll sell the solution. But people didn't know they had a problem. People didn't know now. When they were, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we knew that, ah, oh, we needed the internet. Our parents would chill all day. Our forefathers would chill all day. Nobody gave a shit about the internet. Now you don't have internet, you're like, oh my God, this person doesn't have internet. Oh, I don't have internet. It's a thing, it's a problem. Because now it has been made essential damn i've been rambling a lot in this episode <laughs> it has been made essential i don't even know where i'm going with that shit you know i missed making my podcast for real for real and i swear i missed just being able to talk to myself and soliloquize and record it you know ah man it's been it's been real rough. It's been real rough. This December has been real rough. Um, man, my thoughts go out to you know the families of my boss, my big boss. Well, unfortunately passed away earlier this month he was somebody who, who who changed the way i saw the world and who changed the way i'm gonna move 
for the rest of my life. That's a great person right there. Rest in peace. Loya. Rest in peace. Mr. DDG Obasaya. Will be missed tremendously. Ah, that was a deep one for me, but knowing somebody means so much to so many people and just like that. They're gone. You know, then I it just got me thinking that why do people say death is a bad thing? Why is death a bad thing? If being born isn't a bad thing, it's a thing of celebration. Why should being why should death be a bad thing? But then I now put it into perspective and said, oh, it is the mood. It is the mood of birth, mood of death that makes both so different. You're born to die. Whoever is born into this world, you cannot you might as well mourn in the na naming ceremony. Because it's going to that person is gonna that baby is gonna die physically, mentally, emotionally, time and time over. It's going to have to be re until the point of no return. Until it gets to that point where, oh, okay, now it's time to go six feet under. But every day where that would we, we, we die one way or the other. We die mentally, physically, emotionally. We kill ourselves. But then some of us are able to rebuild from that and not allow that define us. But that's rough. That's that's hella rough. Oh man. I'm just very, very thankful to God for the grace that He has given us to be able to to do what we do. And you know, I I'm nobody, I'm not I'm not claiming to be a genius. <laughs> I was talking to um a friend the other day, a family friend, little smart girl. And I was talking to her, and you know, when you're talking to a younger person, you know, you have to take the role of an older person. So I was like, yo, how are you? How is school? She was like, <laughs> and she, she just deviated from the topic, and she was like, oh, I like your shoes. I was like, I'm asking you how is school. She said, and she said, ah, that's so what are you trying to do? You are trying to be like a genius that knows it all. <laughs> such a sharp mouth, such a brilliant mind. And I look at that and I'm like, it's 11, 12, bro. Like, I, I talked to another one, but he was a boy and he was a, he's a dancer. And he blew my mind how smart these kids are. I'm a kid to some extent, too. but how smart, like, because I'm Gen Z, so I tried to see, okay, how smart kids under 12 or 13 are, like, 
there are going to be another they're going to be another beast we thought we were smart i'm not i'm not saying everything i'm going to touch on on this episode or on this podcast in general would be profound or come with immense detail i'm just chatting shit bro <laughs> i'm literally just chatting shit i've just been going up and down this whole episode because i said it like it's just this is the point of no return for me i'm at the podcast i'm at the point of this podcast where i know that man shit i'm going to do this because it just works for me it just works for my mental health man. oops sorry about that turbulence <laughs> you know it just works for me and i enjoy it so i'm gonna do it yay so i had another so yeah, yeah let me just scrap everything i've been talking about and let me go into some light-hearted shit so i had um a very very deep uh awake a rude awakening a deep um episode i wanted to do titled what is love and i started recording it on i think second or third of december you know before anything happened in this december i just wanted to i was like man what is love because let me just a quick one what is love really you know some people say ah man i have love languages this is my love language or some people say uh my love is Love is what you have for family. What is love is love is so deep you can't explain it. You can only feel it. Shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, what is love really? What how 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 do you define something that is solely based off of perspective? Like it is literally based off of perspective. It's like, it's like an art. Like looking at a painting, everybody's going to see something different. If the artist doesn't say, especially when it's not um, a painting about um, a house or something simple that you can easily define, it's just something so deep, and somebody just comes and says, Oh, I see, I see a tornado in the clouds. It is speaking to me, it is talking about. How life can be so beautiful, but also so chaotic. Some dumb shit. Like somebody will come and say that. Another person will be like, "What is you talking about? All I see is blue and white, bro." So how do you define love when love is based off of perspective? How do you define love when you cannot say, "Oh, this is what love is." You can only say this is what I think love is, or I feel like this is love. But I'll tell you this for sure, for free. Love is patient. That's it. <laughs> That's it for me. That's my own perspective. Like no long talk. Love is patient. Like real love is patient. Because to truly achieve anything that deep you need to be patient and you think about it man our parents have been so patient like from the point of conception till now 
just think of anybody who you love in your life or who who loves you or who you feel loves you and now think about that in terms of patience with you like it's not it's not like oh like everything oh um oh, i'm baba go slow no i'm not talking about them going slow and everything but i'm just talking about patience with you as a person you evolving into you like of course they will have some comments here and there but being patient enough to you know what i'm still right i'm still be here you know when you're talking about crazy lives or crazy experiences i've i can't speak from any other person's perspective Although I've met with a lot of people and I've seen perspectives. And that's why I say I can't judge because you don't know what people go through. You don't know anybody's story. Everybody has a story, fam. Like, trust me. Everybody has a story. Deep story. That's why I think everybody can do a podcast, you know, because everybody has a story. Now, how you deliver that story is... You know, you can argue that, you can you can try to mark that. Uh, you can try to say, okay, I would assess how this person delivers it. But you are nobody to say, this is how you should say your story, or this is your story. Because it is his story, it is her story. Man. That's what it is. It is his story, it is her story to tell. It's my story to tell. Like, don't go around telling my story. Tell your story. You understand? You can't go around trying to live someone else's life or lead someone else's life. Because you really don't know what made that person into that person that they are. So you're trying to copy that or emulate that might not necessarily work for you. Simply because, like Neil deGrasse Tyson's head. It's all about the environment in which the experiment is being performed. It's all about the environment, fam. So I'm like, okay, if you're like, cause I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna say, like, I'm a, I'm a loving person in my own perspective, or from my own perspective, rather. I will not call myself a loving person. But when I do love people, I'm not, I've never been an expressive person. I'd rather show you by my deeds or by, like, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Like, I'm a ride or die type of person. Like, if I fuck with this, like, yo, that's it, man. You in your heart, you know you can call me anytime. And that's different from being in something that is based out of convenience. You say you can't pick your family. You wouldn't rather die for them though. I can pick my friends, so I pick the people that I'm going to ride or die for. And the reason why I, I decided to initially 
the reason why I decided to do a podcast titled What is Love is because I was like, mm, man, I've never been in love. I had, I don't think I had been in love until that point in time. Like, willing to care for someone else. I'm not talking about outside family. I'm talking about outside family. I'm talking about in in my in my relationship life, like truly loving someone. Yeah. Because life has taught me um especially under the environments that I was raised or my own experiment was conducted, however you want to put it. It's told me, nah, bruh. Ah. Don't trust. Don't love. Just try to do right. That's just it. That's what it taught me. Don't, don't, because you're just going to end up hurting. Because at the end of the day, I feel like true love is sacrificial. So patient. Like, and you have to be so patient. You just have to be so patient. And be willing to, you know, I'm, I'm right. I'm right it out. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm right till the wheels fall off. For real. Some, I was talking to a mentor and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'd be feeling drained. I'll be feeling drained sometimes. And it's not like, I, I allow that affect um, things with other people, especially when people tell me, oh, I want to do this, or I'm, I feel like doing this. Like, I'm, I'm supportive. Like, I'm so, so, so supportive. Like, even when it's not reciprocated or it's not even, it's not even, it's almost not making sense. That's just who I am, because... I think anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And by anybody can do it, is anybody can do whatever they want to do. Like, you'll be surprised. You will be surprised. And that's what 2020 has taught us. I don't know if I'm going to even put out this episode. Because I'm just rambling here. I'm just talking to myself. I'm literally just talking to myself. What's time now? 3.55 in the morning, Christmas Eve, 2020, crazy year, so I want to do something crazy, I want to see if I can record and put out three episodes, I want to put out one today, one tomorrow, and one the next day, so I'm going to try to do that, so yeah, yeah, like I told you earlier, I want to do uh, a story time called Adventures of Moroxy, because people like the last episode I did, talking about the gay ass doctor that tried to (laughs) 
He tried to, he tried to bust my eyes. You know, for real. People, people really enjoyed it and they said they loved it and they wanted more stories and they wanted more. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm just have like, because I have too much stories about life in general, but uh, Adventures of Morexi for sure. I'm coming with the fire stories. So yeah, let me, let me, let me give you guys one. This one is called Mo Ali. And that's me, Morexi, Ali. And Ali is my son name. So the irony about that is Ali is also the name of Mohammed, the greatest or one of the greatest boxers to ever walk the surface of the earth. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. The one, the one and only who flies like a butterfly and stings like a bee. You know, so I didn't even know Muhammad Ali until like I was in Jesus 3 or something. I was like 13. Like I didn't have, of course, you know, you hear people say things or just try to make fun of my name or shit. So from, I thought basically the reason why um, this story is titled Mo Ali is because I thought from um, primary school, I probably fought in nursery school by <laughs> But I don't remember. I don't have. I don't have memories about my memories. But I still remember being in primary one and primary two. So from primary school till to university, like I fought in every school I went to. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, I, I, I fought. Like I'm happy I fought. No. Like I did not even realize I did that until I graduated from university. I looked about. I look, I look back and I'm like, wow, in retrospect, you know, I fought in every school I went to, and that is insane. Deep-rooted anger issues, which I had, and I wasn't even aware. So many people are walking around angry, annoyed. I'm still one of them. Fuck yeah, I'm angry. Fuck you talking about? I'm pissed. angry why should i be happy what should i what 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 should i be happy about i'm not talking about from a grateful perspective or talking about god and life and health and all that shit i'm talking about in terms of my country or my nation or my environment developing becoming better not just for me because I was so angry yesterday. I was on Twitter and I saw. I know I'm deviating here. I'll back to the story in a second. Like that's not what made me. <laughs> that's not what made me a fighter. But I, I saw his, um, I saw a picture and one thousand dollars was about six hundred naira or something in nineteen eighty. God, that's about forty years ago. How? Did we get here where a thousand dollars is now 500,000? That shit don't make you angry, man. And you're a dumbass. You're just a dickhead. So yeah, you're like, oh, you're angry. Okay, okay, you're angry. What are you going to do about it? Shh. You want to know what I'll do about it? Hit me up.
let's do something about it. Because what's the point in putting out all the plans and all the secrets when they are listening all the time and looking for ways to counter it? No, nah, man. But it, the easiest thing you can do is get your PVC. The vote is in your hands. Agbara in your hands. The power in your hands. Get your PVC right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so thankful. <laughs> this is another segue. Okay, you know what? Let me go back to the story. So, from primary school, because I can remember being in primary one or primary two. Yo. I used to live with my aunt at the time in Ibada. I used to go to Lifeworth. A school called Lifeworth. You know, so I, I I was I was I mean primary one, primary two. How old could I be? Six, seven, five, six, seven. I fought with this guy. I don't know, he was my friend though, but we fought. I still remember I was five. Six. Then the teacher was like, Oh, you guys are writing something something tomorrow. Don't worry, I'll deal with you people because I think it was during closing time or something like that. Jesus, me and my friend. And we're the ones who get to class earliest. So that's why we're friends. Because <laughs> I and that's how I've always been. I've always been the person to get there first. The kid, because my anyways. So we got there in the morning. I got to class. He got to class. We're like, Jesus Christ. God, why did we fight? Small boys, five, six. And he was, and he was like, huh, he has a secret too. I wants to tell me, am I ready? I said, let's go, let's go. He said, he has a way to fix it. I said, talk to me, my G, talk to me. I'm not, I'm not about to get in trouble. Like, what if he calls my aunt? Like, I don't want to. And she was like, he was like, you know what? <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, talk to me. I said, you have to pluck out your eyelashes. I said, eh? He said, pluck out your eyelashes and step on it and she'll forget. <laughs> I swear, hand on the Bible. I'm not even lying when I tell you we did that shit and the woman never spoke about it again. Like, and I never fought in our school again. Because I wasn't about to get fucked up. I swear, I'm not even lying. Like, we actually plucked and she forgot. She forgave us straight up. So, through, through, through. So, I left there um, and I moved to Lagos, primary, primary, primary three, with my, to be with my mom. You know, so she was like, oh, oh, it's, uh, it's primary four you're going to go to. But she didn't even say that. She just gave me my um my school details. And I was reading through it. And I was like, what? Mom, this is primary four. I'm meant to be in primary three. <laughs> and she said, oh, no, 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 no. You're meant to be in primary four. Because if you come to Lagos now and they say, and you tell them you're in primary three before they can take you back and say, oh, they want you to. Like, so if you say you're in primary four, they might take you back. <laughs> oh, anyway, she used elderly wisdom. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, no way. Mama knows best. 
So I went to this school, um, CTC, and I fought again. But the fights I fight is not like it's not like I like fighting. That's just the thing. I can't fight, but I'm a boy, and you have to think about it this way. Like boys have big egos, and boys are more likely to get into it. Especially physically. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm. I'm definitely hoping I'm wrong. So when small things happen, like I'm going to defend myself, and I, mind you, I have deep rooted anger issues. I've never had a dad, and never, just understood how to move. Basically, my mom always had to work. Basically, I had to raise me myself by myself. You understand? So I had to teach myself most of the shit I know. I've had to teach myself everything I know. How to teach myself how to move. That's why motherfuckers be talking. Oh, you don't really talk that much. Motherfucker, I have a fucking podcast. How much more talking do you want me to do? No, but for real. Like, I prefer to listen. I, I know for sure that I can learn so much more from you. Than I already know. Understand? You can learn from me as well, but I, I'd rather learn from you. So I, I love learning from people. I love listening to people's perspective. Because I've learned in life that man shit. I know what I know. Or I don't know what you know. But if you let me into your your mind, then I can get another perspective. So any small thing that happens with boys, you know, we're ready to we're ready to brawl it out. So yeah, I've had to, cause I would go to the school and motherfuckers would bully me, you know, cause I wasn't one of them. Like they'll be talking about WWE. I don't even know what the fuck WWE is all these times. Man, the girls are talking about West African idols, um, some shit like that. Or, <laughs> and I'm talking about it on DSTV. And me, I don't have DSTV. I did not see if we couldn't even get DSTV at the point in time. It was just like, I didn't even care about that shit. <laughs> I didn't even care. Like, it wasn't until... Um, when was it? I think it wasn't until my GSS 1 or something I started caring about. But yeah, my primary 5, my GSS 1. So I started caring about music. Started listening to music and started fucking with that shit, man. So Jesus one, you know, we would go to um I would go to um boarding house for my whole Jesus one. And you know how boarding house is, man. Especially you know how it was. So they were like, ah. One day the seniors were like, oh, you know what? We're bored. Motherfuckers. Last boy here. <laughs> but those who don't know what that is, that is basically um a call, a clarion call. <laughs> So the youths, them, the youngings, the smallest um, or the youngest uh, set in the room. If you're in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3, the juniors, basically. So once they say that, the last boy to get there is the one who's going to have to do whatever it is that they require. So you're like, oh, you know what? Let them pair us up and make us fight. Huh. I was like, I'm going to have to fight. 
And the person they paired me up with was Chukudi, my my best friend at the point in time. You know, he was bigger than me. He was, I was like, how are they going to? <laughs> how are they going to? Like, this does not even make sense. Like, if we're in the professional world, like, there's weight classes. <laughs> there's weight classes for this shit. There's heavyweight, there's lightweight, there's middleweight, there's light heavyweight. Do not put me with this big boy. But, you know, as a G, you can't complain. Step into the ring, which was in front of our lockers, just by our beds. And they made us fight. We had to fight. Unless, <laughs> you know, so okay, let's brawl it out. Okay. Pump, pump, pump. Round one. Let's go. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Pop Chukudi in the eye. He goes, my eye, my eye, my eye. Oh, all the... <laughs> and you know it already. All these seniors go crazy. Oh, stop the fight, stop the you, you spot his eye, you... Oh, they carried me away. <laughs> I was... It was a bittersweet moment. It is still a bittersweet moment for me. Because that's my best friend. <laughs> and I just popped him in his eye. You know, it was funny. It was funny, but it was also, it was also painful. But I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed the clout. Let me not even lie. Two, three months go by. The shadow another fight for the great Mo Ali. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, now I'm, 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 I'm the most interesting, undefeated, one and oh. You know how we go. So I was like, okay. I'm, I'm going to have to, like, so I just, like, kept fit. I always, like, played football with the seniors. Like, uh, when I think about it, I've been, I've been really, I've been an OG from time, you know. So, they'll be like, oh, come and play ball with us. Come and play. So, I'm, I'm there sitting on my bed this Sunday afternoon after lunch. And, you know, on Sundays, you know, there's, um, siesta and all that shit after church and chapel thing. So we're sitting there chatting. Seniors go, hey, come here. Oh shit. Hey, you, come here. He paired me up with another guy, man. And it was like, it's time to fight. Ha. Huh. Okay. You know how it is now. <laughs> One, two, one. I pop him in his eye. Oh, my eye, my eye, my eye. I'm like, oh. They go, oh. <laughs> they go crazy, bro. At that point, I knew like, I knew like, okay, man. Because I've, I've been fast from the jump. I've always been fast. I've always been smart. I've always learned how to do things like easily. I've been able to pick up skills very fast. So I don't know where I learned how to fight. I just taught myself. Oh, damn. That's where I had, we had, damn, we had a gate man. Actually, we had gate men that taught me how to fight. Ibrahim, that other guy, he taught me how to fight, really. He taught me how to do um, throw punches, one, two, one, two. Oh, damn. See, I swear I'm just discovering this right now. That's where I know how to fight from. 
He literally taught me how to. Yo, I swear. Yeah, okay, so that's where I learned how to fight. That's where I learned how to fight. So I just had it in me, you know. It wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't professional or anything. It just taught me how to move. So I could just do it. So I would go. I moved to another school. Actually, I moved to the secondary school of the primary school that I moved to when I moved to the primary school from Ibadan. Ah, I know I just did that shit to fuck with your mind. Basically, I moved to the primary school that I graduated from, CTC. I moved to their secondary school in Genesis 2. Because my mom was like, yo, what the fuck is this result, man? <laughs> I'm telling you, she's like, what the fuck is this? The way you were in um, first term, like you killed this shit. Like now you started playing too much. I'm taking you out of that school, man. She took me out of the school. Just as two. I'm going to say new school, CTC. Oh, another one. I met new people. I met cool people. But you know how it goes. It's just only a matter of time. But this time I wasn't even in. Um, uh, what do you call it? Boarding house. I was in, I was a day student. But I had like the coolest girl. Like, see, man, when I tell you I'm the coolest kid, I had the coolest best friend in the world, like coolest girl as my friend, as my best friend. But you know how it is now when you're in secondary school, people think like just because you guys are very cool, you have to be there. Oh, I, maybe that's not just in secondary school. Like even people just think like maybe because you can't be friends with a girl as a boy. And that's so false because all my friends, most of my friends are girls. Most of my best friends are girls. Just because girls understand what boys don't understand that love is patient and that's why women have been taken for granted for so long because a lot of women are patient initially initially i promise you initially they're patient then when you fuck with them enough man they switch up like everybody else like everything else like the environment determines the outcome of the experiment so basically she was my best friend and Motherfuckers didn't like that. I don't want to even call no names because some of them are famous now. They didn't like that. Like, oh, man. But I didn't even think about it in that way. Oh. Little did I know that I was being set up. You know what I mean? I was in GSS3, fam. And this senior SS2 boy, SS3 boys, Started beating me up, you know, started bullying me. I didn't even understand clock it until later on. Started bullying me. And it got to a point where I had to fight. Man, I need to see this guy I had to fight. And I, I, I didn't grow into myself until I entered uni because, you know what I mean? I just didn't. I didn't, I wasn't able to be, like, if I catch that guy up one-on-one um, -on -one now, I'm definitely going to kill him. I can definitely take him out in just three moves. I'll probably give him a spinning elbow, nice uppercut to the jaw, and you know, a knee to his chin, and knock him out. Simple. But, I don't know. <laughs> you can tell I'm still angry about that shit. 
You know, so it bullied, it bullied me, like, not just one, not two, not three. Like, all of them picked on me just because, you know, they wanted to get with her. And I'm like, yo, like, I, I don't have anything to do with that. She's just my friend. Um, you know, so it got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. This guy tried to fuck with me that day. I wasn't having it, man. We started fighting. Started getting into it. Basically, he was beating me, but I was throwing my hands back. You understand? They are beating me, but he's still fighting to just because I'm a goat. And it happened to me in front of the principal's, around the principal's office. He was like, yo, come. Yo, so the principal called us into his office, fucked us up, and let us go. You know, so I'm just saying, like, all the fights, though, because I'm just trying to deep it and understand why I did all those things. Then I'm like, because the reason why I have to say this is because I saw a Facebook comment. Um, like, ah, hope so you don't stop to the fight though. And that was that's not recent. That was like years back. But it stuck with me. It got stuck in my head. Like, yo. But I never start none of these fights. Like, I literally never ever start a fight. But you bring the fight to me. I'm going to. Fuck, I'm going to defend myself. I'm not just going to sit here and allow you beat me. And I'm not talking about that. Um, just literally, I'm talking about it metaphorically too. And even in life, like, you're not going to just do shit and get away with it. Like with me, like, you're, you're not going to fuck me up. And I'm, I'm just going to keep quiet and smile like a bitch. Like, you already fucked me up. So let's go. Uh, so, yeah, basically. Um, I don't know. So I did the same thing, S2S3, university. Kids, don't fight, man. Don't fight. Please. Damn. Anyways, I, I, I rambled throughout this episode. Um, I already have um, a timer on, and I'm not trying to like, make it too long. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Tune in tomorrow. I have another shit for you. Um, you know what it is. You know how it is. Let's go. It's the Lazy Night Job Podcast. The only one it is. They don't know. Take it away.